Hello. Okay, guys. So today I have somebody very special. I was clearly hanging up, hanging under a rock, um, under a rock, under a cliff, in the woods, because I did not know about this amazing, beautiful spirit woman that I have met that I get to share with you guys. Um, but I actually met her at a entrepreneur event with the one and only Renee Rebar. And I was like, who is this woman? I love her. Her accent just makes me so happy. And the more that I got to know about her, the more I just started asking questions about her, I was like, I'm so sign me up. She's a win for me. And I'm just super excited to be able to share her with you amazing people during Caretober. So we're going to cue the intro and we will be Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Jody, Harry, so excited to be here for Caretober. Caretober. So, I don't know if you've heard, but um, I was talking to Biden and a couple of the officials up in Washington, and they pretty much said, you know, Carrie, like I know you've been really putting in this petition petition for over thirty two years. We're just gonna move October to Caretober. So the new calendars that are going to come out are going to be Caretober 2023. So just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll them over here for you. Yes, yes. So we just have to talk to other people in other countries. But it took a minute. They're like, I've seen the petitions coming in. I get it. We'll finally let it happen. So Caretober, here we are. <laughs> but I'll, like, I still cannot believe that I did not know you. Like, I'm, like literally, like, we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, who is she? And they're like, that's Jody. I'm like, who's Jody? And they're like, you don't know. I'm like, no, how do I not know this person? I was like, I'm a, I'm in love. Whoever she is, I'm in love. I'm like, what does she do? I was like, her accent had me a hello. Like, I was like, the hair, everything. I was like, I'm sold on her. I was like, but what is she? They're like, oh, she does ass. I'm like, I'm like, and she's smart because like, clearly I, I go in there and I'm like, Okay, so conversions, click rates, all these numbers. I'm getting stressed. I got a, I anxiety. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'll leave with you too. Right? <laughs> like I'm leaving, and it's funny because um, my operations manager, Crystal, she just signed up for your program, and literally she tells me she's like, "Here, I think I want to sign. What do you think if I sign up for Jody's program?" I'm like, "Yes, you go for it." You, you can do it for all of us. Come back with all your knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it, right? So she's in it. She loves it. She was like, oh my gosh, I love Jody. She was like, she's so smart. She's so I was like, she is amazing. And I'm like, I'm obsessed. And I was like, the more that I kept asking people about you, they were like, Jody's amazing. The way that she teaches is amazing. Her heart's amazing. Her like her as a human is amazing. When she cares for her clients is made. I'm like I'm obsessed. So when Caretober came, I was like Jody has to come to hang out with me for Caretober. So I can tell you how much I love you. How much I think you're an amazing person. Oh my god, that's uh, <laughs> so I'm like speechless. <laughs> <laughs> you're such you're such a sweet soul. 
Of course. Okay. So how did you first come into the online space? And when you came into the online space, like, were you doing ads or were you doing something else? Okay. Sit back. Here's the story. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> For a lot of us, right, as we transitioned to look for something online from home, something virtual, um, it came about because I had three little kids under the age of four and it was like they started going to school. What am I going to do that's going to give me the flexibility to be with the kids and, and such? So I thought I'd be a teacher's aide, right? Um, I was a receptionist. I thought I'd be a teacher's aide. I'll get school holidays. So I was surrounded by 50, that's five zero, screaming five-year-olds one lunchtime in the playground and I was like uh peace out <laughs> this is not the gig for me oh I just got stressed thinking about it I'm just right? thinking about when I my niece when she was five she was so cute but like five, 50 of her I would I would that's die. right that's right it was like <laughs> I'm happy to have my kids off to school for the day what am I doing here with everybody else's <laughs> so I yeah, that was it I was like okay what can I do from home so I looked at some stuff and I became a, a private investigator, right? That's a natural kind of thing to do. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> it was like a Robin Hood kind of thing, skip tracing and getting money back from the government um, that had taken it from people, you know, old bank accounts that hadn't been touched. They knew they were there, but anyway, government takes them um, and getting it back to them. And the government didn't like getting it, you know, $4 million off of them and giving it back to people. They want to hold on to it. So red tape got a bit tighter and it, I, I just had, I had enough of it at that stage and it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? So I explored some opportunities and that's when I really sort of discovered the online world and, you know, things that were available there. And I actually started out um, white labelling some weight loss products. So that I was, you know, learning Facebook ads and, man, I remember the first sale that came through with that. I was like, whoa, this stuff really works. So, you know, that went on for a while and I was like, well, what do I want to do? Do I actually want to do this and be in this weight loss niche um, or, um, you know, follow Facebook ads? And because I could just see the potential that Facebook ads had for anybody, whether it's a business owner that's wanting to, you know, get more leads and sales and more visibility with their business or even for someone like me to become a service provider and provide that service to businesses. So whether that's, you know, started out more as the social media organic sort of stuff that evolved into Facebook ads more. So, uh, yeah, so that's where I could just see that anyone could do this and then, yes, you can do it from home and then you've got the flexibility to work your own hours. So that was the transition to, you know, how I've become like this Facebook ad um, agency owner, strategist, mentor, all, all the all the bits and bobs. <laughs> it's funny. I was just talking to um, Tamara today, and I told her a story about my first experience with a Facebook ads agency. So yeah. I, my first company, I used to sell virgin hair, and I wanted to expand my market. Yeah. So I went online and I was like, advertisement, things like that. So I get on the call with this guy and they they like, oh, come to the office. I'm like, oh, they have an office. Fancy. Um, so I go to the office and they in this mind, I didn't know anything about like social media. I was like, I was selling to people, conversations, things like that, relationship. They told me they were like, we can get you 10,000 impressions, $5,000. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> 
the old impressions. <laughs> uh, oh. I was like, sign me up. Like, I'm calling yeah. my friends. I'm like, guys, it's about to blow. Like, I need everybody hands on deck. We're about to get swamped. People are going to come out the woodworks. They're going to be calling our number. It's going to be crazy. When I said yeah. no money, and I was just like, because I didn't want, I didn't know what impressions were. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, you mean 10,000 people are about to see my stuff and they're going to be like, yes, Carrie, we want it. Right. So I was like, so pro- I was like, out of 10,000, we'll probably sell 7,000. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> enthusiasm of the um, uneducated, right? I know, right? I'm like, we're planning it out. Like, I'm, like I'm buying more shipment. I'm like, all right, we got to be ready. Like, because we, we don't want to get ready. We got to already be ready. So, yes. like, I want to say we spent, like, $25,000, like, between that and preparing product and wow. all this stuff. <laughs> and crickets, right? Nothing. And going, Your garage is full with all the stuff going, well, why a sale? And I was like, what happened? And then, like, I found, like, I talked yeah. to somebody and I'm like, yeah, like, they said I was going to get 10,000 impressions. They're like, Kiri, do you realize what impressions are? And I'm like... Yeah, like people that want to buy, like they're like so impressed. Impressions, impressed with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I haven't put that, that together, but yeah. Oh. Unfortunately, you're not alone with this. Like um, I was talking to someone just the other day and uh, they were talking about the agency that's running their ads and we were looking at it and it's like, these ads are rubbish. This landing pages are rubbish. Um, but the person said, but we're getting a lot of clicks. And I was like, well, are they even landing on the landing page, right? That's a big, that's a difference as well. Clicks and landing page. And and unfortunately, yes, your story is just uh, not well, one, you know, it's, it, it's a drop in the ocean. There's so many people that will go to agencies and such, and, it's, and that's the metrics. And that can be fine for some businesses. They do want that brand awareness and that impressions. But, yeah, you, you need to be told, like, here's the full story, asking what's your actual goals for your campaigns. Is it brand awareness or are you actually wanting direct-to-consumer, direct-response sales? So, oh, dear. So did you end up selling all the stuff that you bought in? Luckily, because we had the imp- we had relationships, I just got a couple more. So how we did it is like we weren't selling um, the version hair to the consumers. We were selling it to hairstylists. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I wanted to sell to consumers. That's what the impression for. We were going to sell to consumers. We were going to change the game. So we literally went to all of our hairstyles and also brought brought some more hairstyles in, and we wholesale to them. So yeah. we got we got our money back, but in the moment we were like, "Damn, what did we do?" <laughs> but it's funny, and I think that's the reason why, like, I love you so much, and why I think you're so amazing because I feel like advertising and ads can be so scary mm-hmm. because people don't know they don't know what they don't know. So it's like they have to really trust that the person on the other end, like one sees their vision of what they're trying to create and are asking the right question and are have integrity. And I feel like you do all of that so beautifully. Whereas like you ask the questions, you want to understand like what, why they're trying to do it. You have a passion for what you do. And then like, you have this beautiful integrity that like, cause I know that I was talking to somebody and they were like, 
Jody won't work with you un- until you're at a certain place because she doesn't want you to fail. And I'm like, turn away money, the, like a person that can turn away money and say, hey, I'm not ready. You're not ready for this. For me, is like a big thing because there's so many people that don't do that. Absolutely. And I think going into it, if if you if someone's not a right fit for Facebook ads and you know it and you take them on board anyway, well, one is that they just may not care. So like in your example there, it was like, this is what we do, bang, 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 come in, after you go, sorry, oh, well, too bad, next. You know, it's just a revolving door. Um, whereas for me and the ad managers that I work with, um, we wear our hearts on our sleeves, right? We, the people that we work with, we want to get them results. And we, seriously, we'll work day and night to get them the results a lot of the time. And that's where, you know, I have to talk to a lot of ad managers but, and remind myself about boundaries, right? How much time are you spending on these campaigns? And then when you do this, what else are you saying no to, right? Um, so therefore, you want to make sure that, yes, when someone comes to you and they're asking about Facebook ads, that um, they are asking these kind of questions like, what are your goals for the campaigns? Do you have a funnel? Do you have the ad budget for this? What's your expectations? Do you know how much a CPA is normally, like a cost per acquisition? How much are you willing to pay for a cost per acquisition or a lead? So that you know where they're at. And also it's a process of um, helping them to understand and set those expectations of like, okay, we'll spend $2,000 here in the first month. And um, if we get our money back with a sale, great. What we're doing here is we're getting information. We're investing in getting data to find out what works, what doesn't work so that we can start tweaking and optimizing. And a lot of people um, who aren't ready for ads will come to an ad manager and they say, oh, look, I don't want to learn how to do ads. I want you to do them. I just want you to do them. And unfortunately, a lot of ad managers might go, oh, okay, I really want to help out, so I'll do them. And that doesn't end, typically end up in a terribly good experience for either the ad manager or the client because they both get stressed. Ad managers weren't doing way too many hours, stressing out, nothing's working. And the client's also getting stressed because they're paying the management services and the ad spend and not getting sales. So if people aren't ready for ads, um, I just say, well, I'm sorry, but you got to roll up your sleeves and you're going to have to learn so that, one, you've got an awareness then. So if they go to an agency like you did and they said, we, oh, we'll get you 10,000 impressions, you will know that, okay, well, that's nice and all, but I actually need conversions. <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, the money that they save on the ad management services, they can put towards their ad spend and get that data in. Okay, so I'm gonna ask ask the big question, and this is the this is this is this is the soapbox that I sit proudly on. Okay, what do you? So this my belief and my thought process, and you and you can disagree with me, and else be like, if if you disagree, it'll be a great debate. Um, (laughs) Is that ad should be the amplification of the content that you already put out? not content on its own yeah absolutely and that's where we you know like a lot of people you know do go to ad managers and they don't have stuff going on their page they don't have anything else going on and they're just expecting ads are just going to be that silver bullet that's going to do everything when you've got that (laughs) like you know you need to have content on your page because we have seen in ad accounts that People who are posting regular engaging content have lower CPMs than those who aren't. 
Okay, so Facebook is saying, ah, you are playing nicely here on Facebook. You're putting information out for people to consume. That's great. We'll reward you with some lower CPMs. Doesn't always happen, but we have seen that happen. And then when there is also content and such on your page, that's what we can pull in and use for our ads, right? Because uh, I think a lot of people have forgotten, you know, about some basic advertising fundamentals from like way back. Like it'll just be like, here, come over and buy, 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 buy all my stuff. Whereas we're on social media and there is that element. We want to get that brand awareness. We want to build a relationship with the people and position ourselves as an authority so that they can trust us and then they'll buy from us, okay? So Facebook does that so beautifully that more than so than any other platform. So when they have those other content pieces, they, they have been putting out that people have been engaging with um, or even if they haven't engaged with them, right, because we know that Facebook can sometimes be a bit annoying to get out with the, the organic reach. Well, you know, a lot of effort goes into creating that organic content. So, yes, we can pull that into ads and amplify that so that we can see are people engaging with this, yes or no. And then we'll get that information back to go, okay, so this messaging in this ad didn't quite get any engagement or any clicks. So let's look at, you know, trying this angle or this hook. And then you'll find something that works and you go, great, people did engage with this one. Then you can get that information because you've put some ad spend behind it so people have got to see it. And then you can do more of that stuff that works. So for the people in the back, back yeah. in <laughs> listen up. <laughs> organic content would you say is possibly a is is a is is key to really creating like a successful ads like campaign and things like that oh i don't know if i would say key but it complements it complements so like especially like with your top of funnel and your conversion campaigns right where they're going out people to buy or take action you know opt in for something you know you you can do those um you know they'll change you don't need so much organic sort of stuff with those ones but like i said this is where facebook may reward you with some lower cpms if you've got all the organics going on but yes all the organic stuff that you may do works beautifully in a retargeting strategy or a strategy I call like the client attraction code or a trust funnel that is an invisible funnel so that when people engage with your page um, or Instagram or go to your website, you can be retargeting them with all these your best performing pieces of content to, you know, yeah, amplify your results. For the people in the back, she said I was like, she said I was like 95% right. So it's not a key, but it's it's a it's a, a really good bonus and something that you should think about in terms of thinking about your content strategy. So just don't yeah. go starting ads. Yeah. Because a lot of times for me, like my thought process was, and I say this to Soapbox that I sit on, is post-COVID, I feel like people research more. And I feel like the trust level of being able to go to somebody's page that has content that are that is new, yeah. I feel like makes people feel like, okay, this person is legit. Like they're creating the content that I'm seeing them put out and they're yeah. not just selling me on something. Well, that's right. I mean, if you look at our own sort of behaviors, it's like not everybody will go over to your, your Facebook page or whatever. You know, they might see your ad and they'll go to your website, but they can just click on your name in the ad and yes, go over to your page. And you think, well, who would you trust more? If you clicked on a page that had 
you know, two, five posts or their last post was like from a year ago or someone who's posting two or even three times a week minimum, right? Who would you trust more? Yeah, anytime I see that year long, I get nervous. I'm like, I don't know what they did. I don't know what I was doing. And I think, and I actually just did see this as I was checking someone out because someone I know had a call with someone that was like, oh my gosh, bro, market is extreme, right? And so I went to their Facebook page and it was like, okay, so this person must have got their call booked because they saw an ad. Um, so I went to their Facebook page and I was like, they're not even running ads. Um, and then also it was like their posts were from like a long time ago. Um, so that also was telling me that, okay, this page actually has probably been banned from advertising. So therefore they're not bothering to put any content on it um, and they're not running ads from it. So they've got all these other little, you know, because that's what they have to do. They'll have to create these other pages to connect to it and that's where they'll run ads from until they're banned next time. So, yeah, so just, you know, and I, I think a lot of us forget, like we just may launch Facebook ads and we go, right, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. It's just going to start coming in. Everyone's going to buy. And we forget, like, we don't always buy when we go into a store. We'll go in and we'll look and we'll leave. That's the same thing with Facebook ads, right? People will see your ad. They may not even notice it the first few times with those impressions. They'll go to the landing page. May not be for them right at the moment, but it is that numbers game of like this many people will see the ad, this many people will go to the page, this many people will opt in, this many people will, um, you know, uh, watch the webinar, for example, and then this percentage of people will buy. So it is a big numbers game. I love that too. And it's funny because like I run those same numbers with our organic traffic based on our clients' revenue goals. Because so they're like, okay, Carrie, I want to do 10K this month or 10 or 30K in the quarter. I'm like, okay, let's look at your offers. Let's look at your audience. And then a lot of times, like if we look at it, I'm like, we either need to leverage other people's audiences, like friends or strategic partners, or you need to run ads because you don't have the audience base to hit this revenue goal. Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's how you do it. It's like, you know, people will say, I need more leads. And say, so, well, you need more ad spend, right? Or like you say, it's those strategic partnerships tapping into other people's audiences so that you're being presented to them in a way that's like, oh, wow, this person's introduced me here. I trust this person. So this is obviously someone that else that I can trust. Um, that goes a long way. So again, those kind of strategies all go hand in hand. So when you do those strategic partnerships and you're sending out um, links and whatever and people go over and look at your website and look at your Facebook page, then again, the retargeting like we were talking about with those organic posts that you've pulled into ads that just cost a few dollars a day, that's where they start seeing you everywhere in the newsfeed. And they go, wow, there she is again. There she is again. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> so there's a question that like I feel like has been coming up a lot in my world um, and it's the idea of running ads to quizzes or hiding the quiz behind something else. What are your thoughts? So when you say hiding a quiz behind something else, like a video, like, like a video view or something like that, like video, a video or something like that. So they'll do a video and then be retargeting to do the quiz. Mm hmm. Um, Quizzes can be okay. Uh, from I, I would typically say with a quiz, yes, you will probably get cheap leads. A lot of people will go, oh, yeah, that's a quiz. This is fun. I'll do it. 
but a lot of them won't be qualified, right? So, and then with your quizzes as well, there's a couple of things that you can do. There's various quiz software um, and some aren't really designed for tracking like with Facebook as best as they can. But ultimately what you would want to do is, you know, here's the quiz and then you would have it gated so that, you know, here's your results so that you can get that lead from the quiz. That will eliminate a lot of people who are, you know, they'll get to that point and people go, eh, I can't be bothered with this. I've got to opt in. They're not really interested. So that'll get at least maybe a bit more high intent people on your list because really, you know, that's you don't want to be filling up your list with people who really aren't interested. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's just something to keep in mind with quizzes. And then, yeah, just also need to make sure that it is, you know, very specific and aligned with what that next offer is that you're going to be presenting to them. So that the quiz is really sort of going, showing them that, oh, wow, okay, there is, you know, X, Y, Z going on or the, like the X, Y, Z benefit would be, um, is possible. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been my experience with quizzes. I know, like, as we're recording here, um, there's a lady here in Australia, Denise Duffield Thomas, a money mindset lady. She just had um, a sacred money archetype quiz for her latest launch. She did a million dollar launch. Um, she's got a big audience initial ready to start with. She's been around for a long time. And so she's got a team, so much work went into it. And there was like seven or eight different archetypes. And so it was like, which archetype? And so it was all very customized huge launch um but her, her quiz did incredibly well a lot of people were talking about it because it was all very customized and they liked finding out you know what their results were but like i said she's been around for a long time she's got a huge uh, you're not a huge team but a very solid team very solid strategy knows her stuff and um and was able to you know tap into that audience as well so that was a quiz that you know seems to have done very well but yeah so just be cautious with quizzes. I think you'll find that a lot of people will just fill them out and you'll get low-cost leads if they do opt-in, um, but they may not be the best quality. It's funny because, like, I don't know if you know, but I have a quiz, the um, the Brand Soul Quiz. Quizzes are awesome. Everyone should do quizzes. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> little. <laughs> um, but with my quiz, it's funny I will say, I do think when they are customized more, the lead is different. So what? So it's when you said that last piece, I'm like, yep, that's true. Because there was a couple of things that I did. One is I added the, um, they had to, it was gated to get the result and they can't find the result. Like you can't just search results to see what different results they are. You have to go to the way to take your result. And then um, everything's customized. So, like, when people take my archetype quiz, they're like, oh, I've never seen a quiz like this before. Like, yeah. I like, I, think, like, I take Kate, like, prime example, Kate Putnam's quiz. A lot of people take it, but, like, they don't, it's the same thing they can find on Google. So, people don't really right. get that information from it. But when they take mine, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, you're teaching, like, a whole new concept to archetypes. Yes. So, okay. it's like, they're in there. And then from there, it's like, we have a $27, um magazine that goes deeper on the your your result and it's like a yeah. 31 page magazine that's like custom it was a lot it was i was mad at me and chris were mad at ourselves and cried for for weeks people think i'll just do a quiz 
And then they do, and they just throw something up there. And then, yes, you also get those lackluster results because you haven't seen like the full iceberg. It's just this tip. Oh, we'll just do this little quiz. This will be easy. This will be fun. But like you said, you've put a lot of work into it, right? And then refined it and made it something special and extraordinary. So, well, on that, so spill the juice. Do you do you run ads to it? So we haven't started. So this is what makes it funny, and this is why we're like everybody's like, "Here, you need to finally run ads to it." So we've never run ads to it, and yeah. and I'm gonna actually pull it up to see. And you see, and that's all right because, like, if you're getting traffic in other sources, that's excellent because. But I don't. Like, but the funny part, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know how. Like, I don't know where they're coming from. <laughs> I don't know. Where, I don't know where, because like I feel like I talk about it in like conversations, yeah. but I feel like I don't talk about it in terms of like oh, hey, you should check out, like, our quiz. But we've had 600, no, yeah, 669 leads come into the quiz from March to now. Nice. With no, with no, with no, and so it's like about 100, like 100 leads a month. Yeah. Don't know how they come. They find their way. They journey, they journey through. (laughs) And do you know, can I be rude and ask how many of them are buying the offer? So from that, so so here's what happened. Now this is, so what I said earlier, what you were saying earlier. So at first when we did the quiz, we called it um, the Brand Soul Quiz. And it dropped you down into four different categories, which goes into the four different decision styles or decision lenses you look out of when it yeah. comes to looking at your business at life. But what what we realized is we were leading people to from there to go um, to our shop where we have 12 different archetypes, which still went into the sections, but it was three different archetypes that each brand sold. So what was happening is I was getting messages of Carrie, I want to buy a template, but I don't know which one to get because like it's three different options. So then like I'm looking at Crystal and I'm like, I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> that's right are we done yet i was like i don't want it so we were we sat down and we were like we need to make because for me i didn't want to make an archetype quiz like everybody else makes because what normally happens with most people take archetype quizzes is you already know what you're going to get at by reading the questions like you already know what path you're going to go down you're like yeah oh yep this is going to be me oh, and right. you make yeah, and you'll you'll take the test, especially smart people will take the test to get the answers that they want rather yeah. than really focusing on the person. I don't want this one. I'm not gonna say that. I wouldn't do this, but I know that's gonna tell me this. So I'm gonna it's, check this one instead, exactly. right? Exactly. It's like Cosmo quiz all over again. So okay, three A. <laughs> so what we did is we so we have the brand soul quiz at the top, it's still there. But what we did is once you figure out what your brand soul is there's a button that says, hey, do you want to take the archetype um, brand soul quiz to figure out so you can go deeper mm-hmm. and, and learn the strategy? So once we added that, which literally was a labor of love, and this is where me and Crystal start crying, mm-hmm. um, was we had to do we had to do 12 different results pages. And because I'm extra, mm-hmm. I made 12 different magazines, 31 oh. pages each. Whoa, yeah, 12 times, times. and now conversions are coming from the quiz to the um to the past to um the quiz to the template shop. Now, what was happening before is people were just booking calls and we were selling people in the stuff, but I made the quiz for more passive income 
and to also be able to create a line of knowing who are our clients because we knew that there's certain types of brand souls that work better with us. So mm-hmm. if we could be able to segment those brand souls out, we could have better conversations based off their needs and their and their communication style. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And that you know, it's that kind of specificity. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> that you need to have, right? Because you're sending them here, here's three options, they're confused. And they give yeah. me one right I, I don't know so I can't make a decision so I won't make it my decision is I won't make a decision <laughs> exactly and that's and so, literally what I kept yeah. getting and I was like yeah. don't you want my templates they're so gorgeous and they're like I don't I'm know yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know which one to get Carrie like which one should I get so then yeah. I was noticing like I was doing typing calls and all this other stuff which I was making money from but it yeah. was causing me so much time when I just took four weeks and re- and built f- pretty much four more quizzes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what, you know, a lot of people, they don't realize it's like, they'll see people say, oh, I made $10,000 and spent a hundred dollars on ads or all these kind of things. There's like that person probably had a large audience and just did some retargeting ads out to their audience, right. And sold, you know, $1,000 products. That's only 10. So there's all these kind of things that we don't see. We only hear this one little bit. Oh, quiz, that'll be fun. That'll be easy. Um, But as you can see, to make it effective and get you results, there is a lot of work that needs to be done. And then again, that's where Facebook ads, like you haven't run the Facebook ads and that's awesome. You've got this mystery 600 people that have come through. That's fantastic. But um, but at least that's showing you, right, that it's validated. Yeah, I want to run ads now. Now exactly right so you haven't jumped the gun on it you know that oh this does convert people are opting in all this work let's amplify it now with our ads um and then things may be a bit different there as it goes out to cold traffic because one it's a different thing getting those personal referrals or mentioning it and people coming in versus going out to cold traffic and then coming through so there's going to be refinements there and that'll show you okay are people clicking on the ad do i actually need to improve the ad um are we losing them on the landing page where can we now optimize it as we're going out to cold traffic but it is it's that process of not giving up on it and just saying okay so now i've built this funnel i've run some ads to it you know didn't work next offer look at the data and say okay well what didn't work was your click-through rate lower than one percent so people weren't engaging with the ad improve the ad was the landing page or the conversion rate to opt in for whatever it is under 25 percent um maybe 20 percent lowest um okay we need to work on the landing page and get that you know more um uh what's the word compulsive that they need to opt in right they need this um so work on the landing page then what's the next offer is it email sequences are people opening the emails let's work on the subject lines um are they opening and not clicking let's sell the click more in the emails um people getting the sales page and it's not converting let's work on the sales page so all of those things you know so you can amplify um the data points by putting ad spend behind it so that you get that information through faster rather than, you know, one person. What I did, the the month. But it's funny because, like, I feel like now it's refined so much that, like, I feel comfortable that I can go run ads and it'll work. And it's funny because, like, one of my friends, she took the quiz. um, So I 
I had the quiz when I did Startup Week. I did Startup Denver, um, start, Startup Week in Denver. And uh-huh. these people, of course, aren't marketers, don't understand it. So they go take the quiz and they're like, your pipeline is so amazing. Like, you're like hitting us in the email. You got this coming out this way. Right. You got up little upsells popping in, and I'm like, it's <laughs> ready for ads. That's right. That's right. You've got every step optimized. It's fantastic because again, that's where a lot of people get caught out with their Facebook ads because they just expect the ads to do all the work, and ads are just one piece in it. So, like you said, you've got the emails, you've got all these other bits and pieces. To capture them in any part of the journey so the ads will bring in leads but then you've got all these other areas that you can you know get back to them and get the sale so mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> crystal be proud of us <laughs> <laughs> okay so um big question and then we'll wrap up have you ever had any fears around visibility because i feel like you're just amazing at all things that you do so i don't see it um and if you did, how did you get over it? Oh, boy. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like for myself and a lot of ad managers I talk to, we're used to being the ones behind the computer and, you know, we'll do the work and we'll promote somebody else, right? No problem with that. But then, yes, when it comes to you and, you know, in my case, me <laughs> getting in front of the camera, uh, yeah, that can be. Like I still I will often think, what am I going to say? No one wants to hear from me. I haven't got anything new to offer. And, you know, if I say this, what if I'm wrong? And what if someone doesn't doesn't agree with what I say? And all that kind of stuff. So you can certainly have all that doubt going on in your head. You might also feel, and I also feel, that it's like, oh, I just sound like a broken record just banging on about X, Y, Z all the time. But I remember Marie Folio was telling a story about... Um, uh, what was it, it's learning to eat healthy or something? Like, you know, she would just have a tin of spaghetti or something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at the time would say, oh, we've got to eat better. And there was all this kind of stuff going on. It was like, you know, she'd heard it so many times. But then she saw someone one time and it's like, oh, wow, X, Y, Z, I've got to do this. So yeah, it was yeah. that light bulb came on. So, yes, you may need to repeat yourself a bit because people often will need to hear a message a few times. And then also chances are you've got new people coming into your world all the time. So they're going to want to hear your story or hear what you're about or hear your values. And I know it can be, you know, you're going to get makeup ready and do a live every day. I was like, oh, my God, really? I just work from home. I just want to put my hair up and not put mascara on and not have any eyelashes for the day, right? Yeah. And so that's where it's like, okay, well, just do some batching and i know a lot of people go oh my gosh video is so scary and painful you don't have to do live you can just record it and chances are you're going to hear it back and you go oh my voice is so high and whiny and you're not going to like it but just hug the cactus and do it do the batching just do like one minute videos and then at least in that way all right and this is where like i do actually have a visibility code thing and this is the kind of traction code and the nurture funnel that i talked about it's like if you just batch and you record a few videos, then you put them into your ads. And so with this strategy is like you just do a reach campaign. So people that come into your world, they've, you know, typically you have ads at the top for videos and engagement campaigns. So you're building up an audience. And you also, if you want leads, combine it with lead generation campaigns, okay? These ones are designed to scale. Leads, you need to do leads if you want people to opt in for things, right? But building an audience um, with the visibility code, 
client attraction code, top of funnel, engagement campaign, video campaign. So you've got a video going out to your audience, building it up, they're watching you. Because people, you know, buy from people so they can see you, they get to know you, they hear your voice in their head. Like, I don't know about you, but um, when I read emails from people, I actually hear that person's voice in my head. I know how they speak and how they talk, and that goes such a long way. So just batch and record a few videos. And so then, even if you don't have this top of funnel all up and running, you have reach campaigns that are a 30-day audience, right? 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You can go all the way up to 365 days on Facebook, right? And the number of people that I've heard um, that come to me and also from my clients that have said, oh, I've been following you for like nine months or 12 months now, right? People will watch, and you know, they're watching you and they can watch you for a long time. You get those hot, you know, two percenters who jump in and take action straight away and buy and all the people who are like on the buying journey. So you just have these videos that you record one minute and you can just put them into a reach campaign and you're retargeting all your warm audiences and you'll say, I want this ad to show once every five days. And you have three of those, just a dollar a day. So that's $3 a day to a 30-day audience. And then you can do your 60-day audience, another $3 or $2, whatever your budget allows. And then you're just going to be popping up in the newsfeed with those three different content pieces over 30 days, um, every five days. So they'll see, you know, one of the ads, you know, what is that? Five times, maybe six times in a month. And then the other two, six times in a month, right? So you're being seen because they're not always going to notice the ad the first time or any other time, but you're just popping up there. So you are getting visible with, and you forget that they're even running. You're not there going, oh my gosh, I've got to do another reel and I've got to dance and I don't want to dance and I've got to do this. They're out there. You're getting visible. You're dominating the newsfeed. So that's a way to, you know, get around it. Just record a couple of videos, put them into an ad, Put them out to your audience there. It's an evergreen thing. People will roll through. You're getting visible without that, um, you know, thing of having to do it every day. And what's the budget for something like that? Yeah. So you can do it for ten, um, $10 a day or less. Okay. So that's a $10 a day thing would be like if you had two ads for 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. So that's $2, $4, $6. Then you've still got another $4 left. Mm. And so I would say bring that audience into your top of funnel with the brand awareness stuff of like the video campaign and the um, engagement campaign. And then you've still got $2 a day left for each of those. Those sort of campaigns are very cost effective, right? Your CPMs, your cost to reach a thousand people are like, you know, five or $6 versus $30 or $50 for a conversion campaign. Like I said, though, if you're wanting to get leads, if you're wanting to get sales, then straight off the bat, then you still need to run those conversion campaigns. But at least with these, um, the client attraction code strategy is like for less than $10 a day, you can do it for $5 a day, have a dollar for your top of funnels to bring people in, get out in front of people, and then just a couple of dollars in the other, you know, 30 days and the 60 day windows. Mm. So at least with that, you know, and if you're in business and you can't put five or $10 a day into your ads, it's like, are you really in business or is this, you know, what are you doing? Like I remember talking to a bookkeeper at the time. He was going, oh, I've got to talk to you about ads. Yes, I'd like to get more clients. I said, well, I've got this strategy. It's just $10 a day. $10? That's $300 a month. I was like, dude, how much is a new accounting client worth to you, right? <laughs> so 
Yeah, so $5 a day even, you know, yeah, I, I think that's like a minimum that you should be investing into your advertising. Yeah, I think $10 a day is good. And then when it comes to conversion stuff, that's when you have to sometimes go a little bit more because you were talking about the price, the cost per acquisition and things like that. That's right. It might be $5 for a lead, right? And so if you do only have a $5 a day budget, it's going to take a long time to get some leads. And then if your lead, you know, you're starting out, the lead cost is $10. It's like you'll get a lead every couple of days. So it's hard to dial it in, right? But at least it's a starting point. With the with the other strategy there, reach and engagement, sticking with them on Facebook, um, you could see who's engaging with your posts and then go into some hand-to-hand -hand combat with some uh, social selling of like, okay, who's been liking these posts? Go check out their profile, like them, engage with them, get your VA to do that, and um, and start conversations with them, comment on their posts. Now, there's something that people have been talking about a lot on social media, which is the Instagram Messenger ads. Right. Like, I heard that's like the new, like, buzz thing. They're like, do you got a Messenger ads? I'm like, this is me. What are those? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are those? Right. Uh, well, admittedly, I haven't dove into them too much either. I know they're different to Facebook. And in, in my Inner Circle membership, we did just have like a messenger expert in last week. And so she was giving us a lowdown of like, here's, here's what's available with Facebook Messenger. Here's what's available with and, you know, and not available with Instagram Messenger. The messenger ads are quite good, right? So that's where it's a messenger campaign. And you've got the placement as well of like um, where you can send an ad to people who have messaged your page. And I've seen them work really well uh, with audiences, like with conversion campaigns and getting low cost per sales as well. So with all the messenger stuff, you know, if you try and automate things, there can be a lot of compliance things that you do need to be aware of for sure. For the people in the back. Um, <laughs> I did my first mini chat thing and I felt like I was like really doing big things. Like I was yeah. proud of myself. I was like, I did it. Awesome. I know because, it, you know, it, it's fun. It's super fun building out all those flows and things. But, yeah, the compliance stuff can change quite a bit. And, um, you know, I've seen quite a few messenger abilities disabled because of uh things that just weren't done right or, again, Facebook being overzealous, that's what they're doing. So what do you have going on? Where can people find you? Um, anything that you're, any plans for the good, for everybody's favorite Black Friday? Yes, well, okay, you can just find more um, from me at jodymelwood.com. Uh, Black Friday, what we're actually doing is I've put together a catalogue and I hope you're in it, Kari. <laughs> I think I am in it. I think I we should be in it. Yes, we want to um, get those amazing funnels that you've built out to people who can use them on Go High Level, so that's awesome. So we've actually put together a catalogue of people that we know, that we work with, who we trust, who also have programs that can help people with various things. So there's, of course, my stuff. And then there's also like one of them is also like an ad nanny so um, or ad sitting. So it's um, if you run your ads, if you run your ads yourself or if you're an ad manager and you want to go away for a week, um, she'll manage your ads. So she'll keep her, you know, she'll ad sit them. So that's a fun kind of one. I think that's so cool. 
It is, right? <laughs> um, so you can just have a break and not have to worry about ad manager. Um, and then there's Instagram trainings. There's oh, there's a whole gamut of sort of stuff in there as well. So bringing, you know, a lot of um, resources together in one place. That's what we're doing for Black Friday. I feel a couple of people have been telling me, they're like, I don't want to work this Black Friday. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. Like, you know, a lot of ad managers and again, um, so if you have uh, working with an ad manager, people in the back <laughs> and and you're doing a Black Friday campaign, get your assets to them as soon as possible. So like I know a lot of um, some ad managers who are saying like the cutoff date to get assets back to them is like, you know, 10th of November or something like that. So that there is still time for that back and forth, final approval, get things loaded, everything's ready to go so that they can enjoy their Thanksgiving, right? Not have to leave the table at like, you know, a minute past 12 after they've forced fed their food and I've got to go work on some campaigns now. See you later. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nanny's out for the day. Yep. So that's where it's like, okay, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want my team to be, you know, hustling and working all through that as well. So it's like, yeah, so we've just got the catalogue. We'll be focusing on a lot of email stuff. And, and that's the thing as well. If people are wanting to do a Black Friday thing, um, start now. Start building your list now. Get email, Get emails so that you're not just relying on Facebook ads at the most competitive time of the year when price is going to be through the roof and there's going to be a lot of noise. It's going to be a lot of noise in inboxes as well. So, you know, start building that relationship now so that people want to read the emails that you're sending out. Um, so start now, get people onto your list now so you can focus maybe a bit more on your emails and some retargeting rather than going out all for that cold traffic like everyone else is. For the people in the back. <laughs> I've literally been having so many conversations um, this week about people like, Carrie, I want to launch this offer for Black Friday. And I'm like, do you have do you have the audience? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, so we have to do go really fast and get you an audience like next week. And you're going to have to go have some really deep conversations with a lot of people. So get ready. They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly right i know it's um this kind of what are we at i can't believe like what happened to september even and here we uh, are yeah september was in october <laughs> like literally like no i literally looked i literally looked up and i was like oh my birthday is like five days away oh i was like i, was, like, I felt like i had more time of right it's so. going so, yeah, I think, you know, the, the window for getting the Black Friday stuff is, like, rapidly closing. Yeah, I said I'm just going to do some good organic. Um, I, I've been, luckily, I've emailed my list every couple, like, every other week. So I give them, like, a little love. So, like, when I am email them about the Black Friday stuff, they won't be like, who's this girl? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like it'll be a, my goal is that it'll be, I'm doing it easy. I wasn't going to do something big, but I'm just going to do three mini offers and just yeah. let them, let them hang out with me. And we'll like, we'll just have a party. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. All right, guys, I'm going to hang out with Jody and tell her bye. I will see you amazing people later for another amazing person that I love. And we'll talk to you soon.
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.